So tonight we'll continue our metta meditation, and um, I'll take a few minutes at the beginning to talk some more about this beautiful quality of an open heart, a benevolent heart that wishes well. But I wanted to start with a story from, um, I got it out of the Shambhala an old magazine. It's not in existence anymore, I don't think. The Shambhala Sun. And it's by Jerry Larkin from her book, The Chocolate Cake Sutra. Ingredients for a Sweet Life. So she's um, at her, she's a teacher and she's at her meditation center and uh, she has this toffee in her mouth. I picked up the phone and pushed the receiver button. It's a habit I can't break. If I'm in the building, I answer every call. I'm just wondering, I've heard about you, and I'm just wondering, are you enlightened? Silence, the toffee was hardening in my mouth. Finally, a garbled response. Look, I'm just a Dharma teacher. Every day I make a vow to be compassionate and wise. Sometimes it works. Silence again. By now the toffee was locking onto a temporary crown. I can tell that my unresponsiveness is making the caller uncomfortable. Look, I finally say as my teeth at last unglue themselves from each other, crowned intact. How do you see the world? This is an old story. The woman tells me how overwhelmed she is with Iraq U.S. politics, school, her husband, her job, traffic. I'm guessing she is around 25, an East Coaster, maybe from Boston. I know she is sincere because it isn't easy to track me down. Break it down, I tell her. How do you see her husband? Her answer is long. She doesn't much like him. I wonder why they are married. He's holy, I say. She says nothing. How about your boss? Another long answer. Her concerns sound legitimate. The woman she is describing might be the most unskilled boss on the face of the planet. Well, she's holy too. The caller doesn't like this answer either. There is a silence. This time it is at her end of the line. It feels long. Finally, is everyone holy? Yep, this includes your pets, your yard, your car if you have one. The phone goes dead. It would have been so much easier for both of us if I'd said I was enlightened and given her the answer that she wanted to hear. But I would have been lying. The word is too far away from how I live my life. I don't even know how to think about it anymore. Instead, I've learned the hard way that for those of us determined to measure our progress on the spiritual path, a more helpful test is to ask ourselves a simple question. Is everything and everyone precious? Then, if we must have extra points out of high school, we can ask ourselves, is everyone and everything holy? If the answer is anything but, of course, we have work to do.
So metta meditation teaches us how to see the world in such a way that all beings are precious. It teaches us the heart of benevolence, as Greg was talking about last night. Now, before I continue, I, like Greg, want to give you all total permission to not like metta meditation. Maybe it's a thing with Dharma teachers, but I also didn't like it. Did you like it? (laughs) So none of us liked metta meditation when we began our uh, practice. For eight years, I wouldn't go in the hall when they taught metta meditation. It was that bad. And at a certain point, I was very desperate in my practice. I felt like I was suffering a lot. I wasn't able to, there wasn't, didn't feel like there was movement. So I went to my teacher, explained my predicament that I could see very clearly that I was suffering, but it wasn't moving. And he said, do a metta retreat. (laughs) And I was like, no, anything but that. But I was desperate. So I did a two-month metta retreat. Just did metta all day, every day. And um, it transformed my practice. One of the best things I've ever done. It taught me how to have a heart, and I'm still working on it. I'm still a work in progress. But it really um, started to give me clues about how to have a heart that was kind and taught me the strength and flexibility of a meta-filled heart. And it gave me the strength to dive deeper into my personal suffering, which is what I needed to do in order to um, continue to move on my path. So it gives us strength to really face Um, all those hindrances we heard about this afternoon from Roxanne, all the challenges of being human, the challenges of being in touch with reality. Reality is pretty intense. And um, it gives us the courage, courage, heart, to, um, to be here. So I think of metta as a kind of protection for our hearts. We usually protect our hearts through greed, hatred, and delusion, through wanting, not wanting, and dulling out, spacing out. But these create a kind of hardening of the heart. So we pay a high price for that protection. It's ultimately not a satisfying kind of protection for our hearts. Metta through the gentleness and the the strength of the unconditionality of the kind of love that is metta gives our hearts a kind of strength that's a beautiful strength, a wholesome strength, 
And it makes our hearts, metta makes our hearts a place we want to hang out. Like Greg said um, the other day that his mind is his best friend. Metta helped me to feel my heart is my friend. And it's called a heavenly home, divine abode, because it's such a heavenly place to hang out. Developing metta in our hearts is great for those around us, but it's really great for ourselves. It gives us, um, it makes our hearts a place that we want to hang out. And then consequently, it also offers that to others. The Buddha originally taught it as a protection practice, one that protects us from ill will and hatred and aversion of all types, fear, originally taught as a protection from fear. And I also think of metta as empowering because it it increasingly allows us to choose the flavor of heart we're going to have in relationship to other people, no matter what comes back at us. So it gives us um, that ability to choose to have a heart that's kind, a nice home to live in. So what we want to learn is how to um, feel metta on all levels, you could say, of our being. I say we want to learn how to marinate in metta. You know, when you marinate food, you're trying to get the flavor all the way through the, the thing that you're marinating. So we want to marinate in metta. One time in Burma, we were talking to this monk. We called him the happy monk because he was so happy. And um, one time I asked him, I was like, why are you so happy? I thought it would be good to know the answer to that question Um, because really, he's just happy all the time. And um, he said, because I have no ill will in my heart. You know, I expected some wisdomy, non-self answer, right? No, he's because I have no ill will in my heart. I have no ill will towards you. He's like this. I have no ill will towards the snakes, and I have no ill will towards anybody. <laughs> that's that's a that's a metta heart. Sometimes metta is described as the absence of ill will. So, if you're worried about setting the bar too high, just set the bar at absence of ill will. You don't have to, you know, be gushing out warm currents of love in all directions. It doesn't have to be that intense. It's just no ill will. And when there's no ill will, what's left is goodwill, as Greg was saying last night. And then another time, my teacher asked him about metta. She's like, tell me about metta. I have to go talk about metta. Tell me about metta. And his answer was, metta, metta. Just patted his body, metta. 
And, and I took from that the, this idea that we want to really absorb it through all of our being. So tonight, um, we'll continue with uh, ourself and uh, easy people. With metta, we're supposed to go easy. <laughs> uh, don't, you know, go right towards your enemy to see if you can um, f- feel metta for them. We start easy, really simple and easy, so that we can start to understand the flavor of metta. The flavor of a love that's unconditional that doesn't include contraction in any manner, like Greg was talking last night, contraction in the form of attached love, wanting something. Metta's like this. It's open-hearted, open wish. So we're trying to learn for ourselves the difference in flavor between when metta's like this And when it's like this. So our own heart teaches us. We start to feel when the well-wishing has some attachment in it. When it's contracted in some way. We feel that in our own hearts. And then we can experiment. Like what's it like to wish well without wanting anything. That's the equanimity part of metta, which is needed in order for metta to have its full expression. It needs this equanimity that, that is able to love what is here right now, exactly as it is. Whether we're talking about ourself, another person, our knee pain, all beings. So that's what we're exploring. And as Greg said, it's an exploration. It's not a demand. We're not sitting down and demanding that our hearts be kind. We're exploring what's true for our hearts and kind of giving them the option to try out this uh, unconditional goodwill. So tonight, um, as we continue with the easy beings, so that we can get the flavor of it, um, and then after that, one progresses towards more difficult beings who are more difficult for us. We're going to start with beings who are easy for us, because they're not inherently easy. (laughs) It's our experience of them is that they're easy. So starting with ourselves, I want to give you just a little prep. So there's different ways to do it, and we'll probably all offer uh, slightly different versions. And the idea is to see which one works for you, which one resonates, and to do it that way. So one way I found really helpful is to receive metta from a benefactor or somebody who has seen the best in you or sees the best in you, somebody uncomplicated. And we picture them gazing at us with eyes of metta. 
So at various times I've used my godchildren when they were little. <laughs> you know, I would go over to see them and they'd be like, Becca! That was the best thing that happened, right? And some of you might have kids like that in your life. They reflect back to you your own goodness. That's why they're so, one of the reasons they're so delightful, obviously. They're delightful because they are who they are. But And another person I used was my 10th grade school counselor because he believed in me during a really difficult time. And he would look at me with these kind eyes when I felt like I was such a loser. And he would look at me like I was really worth something. He believed in me. He, he helped me be a foreign exchange student to Peru, which changed my entire life. So, you know, start to think of who that being might be Sometimes we feel like there's nobody who fits that category. But I swear you wouldn't be here if that was true. You never would have made it here. So there's somebody. It might be your, you know, your ninth grade school counselor, but somebody believed in you. Could be your dog. Dogs are good at that. You know how they can look at you like you're adorable? I'm actually a cat person, but I have to say they don't do quite as well in that category. (laughs) But some cats do, so if yours does, you can use it. Um, So we'll do, we'll practice receiving metta and, and, and letting, seeing, you know, can we receive it actually and let it marinate and all the way through our cells. And then we'll offer it out. If my way of doing it like that doesn't work for you, and the way last night was better, do the way last night so you can experiment. All right, enough talking. Um, Please uh, get really comfortable. So if you're on the floor and you're in pain, feel free to move to a chair. If you're really uncomfortable and there's room, I I don't care if you lie down, actually. Um, Just getting as comfortable as you can. So it's supportive and helpful. Yeah. So we can start with just feeling our body sitting here, appreciating the rest of the earth, how the earth supports us and we can rest into her. There's a kind of benevolence that we can feel from the earth, our close relative right here with us. We can even just take a moment to appreciate ourselves for all the effort that we made today. You're still here. That means that you're doing great. Let's see if that per- brings forth any any sense of kindness, and if so, enjoy it.
You can rest in that sense of kindness. You take a few deeper breaths to help with the settledness and relaxation. And then you can bring to mind, if you wish, somebody who sees the good in you or has seen the good in you, who delights in you, supports you, past or present, as long as uh, they're simple, as long as there's not complex emotions with them. And maybe you'll see an image of them in front of you or just a sense of them and how they express their delight in you, perhaps with kind eyes or certain names they call you. And just see how your heart responds to this reflection the image or the sense, felt sense of this person or being. If the heart enjoys this receiving, then you can be mindful of that. You can connect with that. Maybe even allowing it to spread a little further afield in your body. If your heart has concerns, you can notice those. If it's not quite ready to receive this metta, that's information. Perhaps it wants to be more protected. That's good to know about. We don't demand anything of our hearts. We let them take their own time. And so you can come back again and again to the image or the sense of this being knowing that they see your inherent goodness, letting them show that to you. No hurry, taking your time, 
Maybe they're even saying the metta phrases to you. Whatever supports the feeling of benevolence, goodwill, metta. Is it possible to receive this love from this being? Checking it out. If they become complicated, switch to somebody easier or some easier being. When it gets complicated or the metta wanes, just come back to the image of this person or being and their kindness, their delight in you. You re-spark it as many times as you need to.
reminding yourself of your own goodness through this reflection in the eyes of this other being. Letting it soak into your body. Feeling within yourself what metta is as best as your heart wants to right now. If this feels like the right place for you to be hanging out, you can continue with this receiving metta and acquainting yourself with the flavor of this kindness. Or if you want, you can bring to mind an easy being. It might be the same being, or it might be another one, an uncomplicated being someone that you delight in. Bringing forth an image or sense of them. Contemplating their delightfulness. And just seeing how your heart responds with that contemplating goodness. Perhaps it responds with kindness, benevolence, goodwill, warmth, or maybe just the intention that this being is happy and protected. So if there is something like metta, you can enjoy it something that feels like kindness, enjoy it, share it with them. Maybe hang out together in metta. You can do this wordlessly or if phrases are supportive, bring them in. 
May you be happy and peaceful, strong and healthy, safe and protected. May you take care of yourself easily and joyfully while living in this world. kind of offering of your heart to them. And if it wanes, again, you can see an image of them. Take a moment to remember their delightfulness and re-spark that feeling of kindness. And if concerns arise, that's okay. You're learning about your heart. You just notice that learning and as best as we can, we turn back to the metta meditation. Don't try too hard. Relax into the connection with this being. And the metta is natural. You don't have to make it up. And if it is complicated with this easy being, find another easy being. You can audition see who's fit for the role.
If you are enjoying metta with this easy person, you can continue. Or if there's some beings that have been knocking on the door who want to come in, family, friends, feel free to invite them into your metta field, individually or as a group if you want, however you'd like to, and share this kindness with them. Same way, imaging our felt sense and appreciating their goodness.
and ending our metta meditation today by sharing this sense of kindness with each other, with our fellow meditators, appreciating each other for the support that we give, sitting and walking together, practicing together, inquiring together, And wishing each other well as we continue on in our meditation retreat together. May you be safe and protected. May you be happy and peaceful. Strong and healthy. May you take care of yourself easily and joyfully while living in this world. We can extend the metta outwards further to the birds chirping outside, all the beings that share this land with us, bear and fox, Mosquitoes and chipmunks, frogs, little beings we can't see, moose, trees, and of course the staff members who work here and have supported us. Wishing all these beings happiness, safety, protection. And then continuing to allow the metta to extend outwards, below, above, right, left, front, behind, in all directions, all beings. No, none excluded, everyone included, every being included. May all beings be happy and peaceful, safe and protected, strong and healthy. May all beings live with ease. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.